I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hi guys, happy Friday. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Dirt on Flowers. I'm actually here today without Lindsay, but I have a very special guest, Judd. Hello. (laughs) And um, we're actually doing a really fun episode today, and it's a thing that a lot of you have asked a lot about, is about farming with your spouse or your partner or I mean I think this could even apply to like if you were just farming with another individual in general right even family Family members yeah family members anybody you know close to you Mm -hmm. or you know uh you're I don't know used to disagreeing a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) yeah you feel you feel very comfortable it's funny because this weekend we had our dia fest and everything went great and there was one couple who listens and they're like literally the sweetest but her husband's like hey i just have one one thing that i'd like to change about the podcast i'm like okay (laughs) what is that and they're like more judd So I I don't know if I told him because I didn't know if we were doing this, but I was like, oh well we'll get we'll make sure we get him on and my dad he's like yeah he's like I think you know there's a lot of what do you call it like flower farming husbands and yeah. stuff out there yeah. you know I, I would definitely say since we've you guys have started the podcast and I'm spe- occasional special guests and but you know I keep an eye on everything that's going on I'm very surprised by how many male listeners yes because I mean I think. When you guys talked about doing this, we all talked about doing this. I, mm-hmm. We just, I don't know. It's not that we didn't think there was guy flower farmers out there because mm-hmm. we are, but it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. would they listen? Yes. So it's cool that you guys are out there. Yeah. And I think even if you're a male farming partner mm-hmm. and you're like maybe just trying to feel like where do you fit into all of this, you know what I mean? I think Judd is like when we first got started farming, it's like, first of all, and Judd will speak to this, but he is like somebody who does not really care what other people think at all. You know, he has that, he's very good that way. So for him, like, you know, people are like, oh, Judd, who's like, you know, like this kind of like more macho y college <laughs> baseball guy, you know, like they're like, Judd's going to be a flower farmer, right? Yeah, it was I'm, like kind of like, I don't know what, I don't know what really a flower farmer looks like, but I guess I'm not the <laughs> prototype for that. And, you know, this isn't like some lifelong dream that I I was like, oh yeah, one day I'm gonna, you know, grow up and be a flower farmer. Mm-hmm. Or even when Shannon uh, w- was talking to me about it, you know, I, uh, I I took it serious what she said and everything mm-hmm. like that. And like honestly, it's like, what, and Shannon's the same way. We honestly have always kind of gone our own way on things, yes, and not have been afraid of like what the popular opinion is or you know what society th- says you should you know should be or should do. So, you know, for us, it's like that was the least of our concerns if anybody yeah. thought it wasn't cool to be a flower farmer. Yeah. So now we're like this little, this like farm, flower farming duo. And truly, like everything we do is together. I, I joke and say that like literally <laughs> 24 hours a day, we're together, not in a bad way, but mm-hmm. we are. We spend the majority of our days working, living, life, 
managing the kids, all of that is what is, is our day to day and it's all together. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we got, we always ha- get lots of questions about like, how do you guys do it? Cause I think p- people struggle, especially, you know, when you have, you're working with a spouse, partner, family, anybody who it's like, you have to sometimes, you know, when you have that relationship, there's some different dynamics at play, I think, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's some different rules and Judd and I have over time, just talking about like when we first got started, I think the first important thing that I, I want to give you guys like a big hug and a big, a big handshake because it's like you guys are doing it and it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. And especially now you have two opinions instead of one, which can be its own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, Shannon was, as she just mentioned, I was talking to her last night about this. Like, you know, she's like, well, what do you think people want to hear? And I was like, you know, it's like, I, I say it's like art where it's like two people look at art and they're going to interpret it two mm-hmm. different ways. And that's just like how things are. You know, you could see things and you think it's like that's the way it is. And then someone else comes up and they like flip it upside down mm-hmm. and um, just being willing to embrace that and respecting other the other person's opinion and being open to it. Yeah, I think if so if we start when Judd and I first met, got married wanting to have kids. That's like where our true like team partnership kind of started really. And I think when you're married, when you become married, especially like you're definitely a team, at least that's how we view it. You know, there's in, in our house and with the farm, like there's no particular role that like one person is the only person that does that. Generally, we try to have a lot of shared responsibilities. So when we first started having kids and we were juggling jobs, the kids, there was there came a time when we decided that we were going to handle the childcare between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And so that what that that looked like for us was Judd going into work at like two or three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. coming home around now what nine thirty, nine nine thirty. Oh, that was back in the day. Yeah, when I worked the reload so i would we no were, yeah the preload yeah well even starting the reload like when yeah we, we did we the same thing oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah that yeah. was because i switched shifts on the ups there's mm-hmm. a, a, an evening and a morning shift in our building and i sh- I, I did shift over to the morning shift because we had kids mm-hmm. as soon as we started having kids that's what it was but even like shannon and i it was like i don't know we we just like united together Mm-hmm. Like everything, finances, everything. It wasn't about who made the who made the most money, who had the insurance, who who did the most things around the house. We just were like, okay, we have always kind of had this common goal, common vision for things, and it, it was even like getting a house when we first we got together. Mm-hmm. All these things, and it was like we just have always really gravitated very easily towards a common goal. I guess you could say, yeah. And uh, I would say the the biggest thing we had to work on was just like listening to each other, hearing how the other person feels on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When so when when we first started having kids and we decided to take over the child care, that kind of looked like us us switching off with the kids. So like Judd would work if this was either morning or evening, depending yeah, on yeah. where you know what time period, and. And then we would switch off and he would come home and I would go to work or I would come home and then he would go to work. And then that other person was so really like we were kind of like crossing paths all the time. Like the first, I would say probably, I mean, for a while. Yeah, we we managed it like that. So even before flower farming came into our lives, we were really trying to figure out and kind of perfecting what that team partnership looked like when it came to the kids. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's so funny because, you know, e- even, you know, talking about working with a partner, spouse, anybody, if there's different personalities and we all bring like our own individual work histories, past, all of that into how we communicate. And for instance, like me, I'm from the corporate world. So there's like, you know, communicating. John likes to say that. Passive aggressive emails. <laughs> Send your passive aggressive email. <laughs> So I came from that where it's like you don't really say it to somebody and he's like from a different. Yeah, I played college sports. And after that, I did landscaping and I worked at UPS for 17 years. And those are not passive uh, communicating skills. It's very like matter of fact, Frank, do it or else, you know, in your face, in your face, barky. Yeah. And it's not that I like that. It's just what I'm used to and sometimes you know you start communicating back in a similar way where you just kind of get to the point and even i, I don't know if that's guys versus girls we're yeah. a lot more to the point where we speak in cliff notes you guys like the whole story and that's <laughs> and they're not and there's nothing wrong with it it's just what you're used to and sometimes my cliff notes would come off a little abrasive mm-hmm. to shannon yeah and yeah, that was something. Yeah. I was like, why is she getting upset? I told her what needs done, but it's how you, it's not what you say, it's how you say it sometimes. Yeah. And like for me, me in particular, like I'm on the uber sensitive side. I'm get, <laughs> <laughs> I'm super like Judd, Judd called me peach. He still calls me that because I'm just like very sensitive. Very sensitive. Very, <laughs> very sweet. Peaches are very sweet. Bruise easily. Bruise very easily. <laughs> definitely not yes. apple. <laughs> Apples are just a little tougher. But, you know. Yes. So we kind of had those two extremes, mm-hmm. you know, really. And I, I wouldn't change it for anything. But that was like when I was t- when I'm talking about like our hurdle. I think being a team with parenting, farming, any of that, that was probably one of the biggest things that we had to overcome. You have a very quiet. Mm-hmm. Calm intensity. Mm-hmm. You're equally as intense as me. I am more vocal, more internal. Yes, yes you're more internally yes. intense. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you know, you have a smile on your face when you're being very intense, and I am like, let's go. Like, we we <laughs> got to get this out. We got to get these tubers out of the ground. That's it. You know. Yeah. So even though the message was very pure, mm-hmm. and my heart was in the right place, sometimes maybe that came yeah. across the wrong way. Delivery might have been yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. The delivery was and, and on the other side, me, I sometimes would like tiptoe or like dance around things that I was trying to say or expecting Judd to read between the lines. And that didn't happen. So, you know, and it and even translate like one step further, having employees, you know, Judd jokes that he's like Judd and the Jills, mm-hmm. you know, because he's pretty much surrounded by girls. Yeah, you are. You are. Yeah. yeah. So even him having to learn like, the different communication styles, the nonverbals, like all of it is really important. You know, that yeah. was a that was another hurdle. Like when you add employees into it, you're like, okay, you know, wow, okay, this person doesn't like to be communicated this way, blah, 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 and all that, you know. So it's a it's adjusting to it. And it's like even me, I understand it because ultimately like you just have to find the way you say things. And it's like generally you get more with a little bit of honey. Yes. And it's not that I wasn't asking it in a nice way or I'm not nice. I think I'm I think I'm pretty nice. I, I really do like but it's like how they interpret it and just mm-hmm. being more uh, aware of that. Yeah. And uh 
just saying a few more extra words to soften it up for a little, <laughs> little, little bit. So. Yeah. And I know we've, we've talked before on the podcast about the Enneagram test, which Judd, Judd tends to think those things are a bunch of a hooey. Yeah, that's a little, <laughs> it's a little woo-woo. But I, this really does play into a lot of what we're going to talk about because we're going to give you guys like our top three tips when it comes to working with a spouse or a partner. But I do think that like some kind of personality type test. The Enneagram is a really great one. So you guys, all you dirtbags have to rally around me to get Judd to take the Enneagram. <laughs> I just think if you got to be nicer, just try to be a little nicer. You know, nah, just, you know. Yeah, but it, but it's really important to like learn. And we've had to learn the hard way. But sometimes like if you were to take one of those tests, it would give you a little bit more direction on like how someone wants to receive criticism or how they interpret the world and like all that kind of stuff. So, okay, guys. So we have to rally to get Judd to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll report back. <laughs> Good luck. So, okay. So, Leslie, you want to hop into our tips? Sure. Okay. Um, okay. So the first one would be, and we're we're kind of alluding to this a little bit, but is learning how each other wants and needs to be communicated with. Um, so that's multiple things. So first, the first thing that comes to my mind is, for example, um, for me, my mind's always going. So sometimes I want to like blurt out things that need to be done or like to do or tasks and it could come off as being bossy or it may be the timing's not quite right, you know? So for me, it's like having to learn that, okay, sometimes maybe in the in the morning, Judd just like wants to have his coffee and walk, look at his 11 warriors or, <laughs> or ESPN <laughs> something, something simple. in peace. I think I'm a little bit better of turning off. Yes the business at times. Mm -hmm. Shannon always says I oversimplify things. Yeah. You know, and it, but it's just like, this is difference, you know, like mm -hmm. sometimes it's good to be, you know, more simple with things. Mm -hmm. And then it's, there's, there's some pros to like really deep thinking on things. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, you just come up with ideas all the time. And I, me and Shannon, we're raising kids together. We have a relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. And then we have the business. So it's like this huge mesh of everything all together. We're like one second, we're talking about swim lessons. And the next second, Shannon's like, uh, you know. Need to net the moms. We need to net the moms, you know. And we're back to what's, <laughs> what are we making for dinner? And uh, the car needs – the dogs need to get, you know, yeah. their nails trimmed or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's just like – it's just – this mesh, but we're, it doesn't bother us. Yeah. We're no. both, we're both kind of all, I wouldn't say all over yeah. the place, but we're yeah. willing to do that. And I think all this also plays into like learning how each other like to work. Like for me, like I like the huge long to-do list of all the things that need to be done. Judd's like, give me the top three tasks and let me go at it. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. I like, I don't even want to think about what me, I'm always like, well, what I'm thinking about things like two or three days ahead. And sometimes Judd's like, but what needs to get done like now? You know, so sometimes like even in conversations, it's important that I try to like when I'm like blurting off all of the things that I think need to be done more mm -hmm. for me because I'm just more of an external processor mm -hmm. for Judd. Like I have to sometimes make sure I'm like, OK, but this is the most important thing, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think it's like really learning those nuances with each other and how do they want to how do they want to be communicated with? How do they want to be either like receive criticism Mm -hmm. Or what's their love language, which I think also plays into different things too, you know. But even it's like, you know, we have a master list of what generally needs done. Mm -hmm. And pretty much every morning when we're having our coffee, one of the things we always talk about is be like, we know what, what needs, we already know. 
but we say literally what needs done today and yeah. we just need to talk and i i'm like shannon what is your priority mm-hmm. for today and she'll ask me what's my priority and it's like then we're like go off of that and be like okay what's filler things we can do mm-hmm. uh what's what's you know yeah what what leads to what you know because yeah. there's always like different things that lead to you know you putting down a cover crop or terminating something and you know planting mm-hmm. something we're, we're mixing planting cutting uh people doing different things because mm-hmm. we're a relatively small farm so it's like yeah. okay where, where can we best utilize our people today and our and ourselves yeah and i think the employees really add another layer to that like making sure that we're both understanding what who needs to be do doing what because there have been especially when we first started having Ooh, employees yes. yeah yeah i know what you're gonna say it was just like hard to like what hit we're going to, this is going to be our number two and I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but we kind of have different roles. And so sometimes what I think is the most important for the employees, I have my thing. He has his so, thing. And, and we've, sometimes gotten, we've gotten way better at that, you, but we've gotten way better at this. Yes. But so when we started out, mm-hmm. Shannon was still working full time and I had, uh, I was working when we first started, I had a part-time and a full-time job plus this, that was wild. But <laughs> so there was a lot of things that I was doing independently per se during the work day because Shannon was yes. working during the day and I was here on the farm during the day. So I naturally like everything was kind of, there was what needs done. So I had full say of everything that needed done, how I like to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Shannon, when we started having employees and she started getting more on the farm here yes, during working hours, then she would, we'd have a lot of issues where Shannon mm-hmm. would tell the, somebody to do something mm-hmm. and I would come back and be like, well, why are you doing it like that? Because yeah. that's not how I normally do it. Yes. And, We've gotten very. Mm-hmm. We've smoothed that out way. Yes, way, way the, better. <laughs> where yeah. it's this common message. Yes, that yeah. was hard at first. Yes, because and then also Judd was used to working on his own, and now and here I come, you know, adding my own question, not questioning, but being like, "Why are we doing it that way?" That's like my natural. Both of us, it's in our natural ability to be like, "Is this the right way?" So you know, sometimes for me, like. I would be externally processing that and I would never want you to feel like I'm criticizing the way it's been done. But at the time, originally I felt like it was criticism. Yeah. It was very frustrating when somebody walks up to you and you're like sweating your butt off (laughs) working on something. And you're like, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it like that? And be like, because I'm trying (laughs) to get it done, you know, (laughs) that's how I've always done it, you know, but, um, yeah, I've, Shannon's helped me. And I, I honestly, I, me and Shannon literally talk about everything, mm-hmm. ordering a pizza mm-hmm. or how to plant a crop or whatever, or just re- constantly reassessing what we're doing. And I've just really grown to value mm-hmm. her non, like literally when we, even when we talk about equipment, Shannon doesn't know anything about equipment. Zero. And I literally ask Shannon everything about equipment because <laughs> sometimes it's nice to have that insight from somebody who is more like, well, what does it do? Like, yes, you know, just like breaking it down and you have to like really like go back to ground zero, so to speak, mm-hmm. when you're breaking. Well, you have to explain to somebody like, well, this is what it does. And you're like, doesn't something else kind of already do that? You know, and it's just yes. like, it's nice sometimes, you know, to hear that. Yeah. I guess you could say it's nice to kind of like look at things yeah. from a different point of view. Yeah. And I think a good example of this was when we started doing our um when we started moving to pretty much 100% uh using the bioplastic. Uh-huh. Judd was going through and pulling up the the majority of the extra plastic, uh-huh. right? And then I was like, "Well, why don't we just take the tiller and kind of 
That's right. Break it up the top a little bit, and that'll make the drip tape because the drip tape he was pulling the drip tape, it was snapping. If you've ever been in that oh, scenario, God, it was the worst. <laughs> it's completely maddening. That was that was back in the day. We didn't know what we were. Yeah, doing. we were still. <laughs> that was when we were like laying plastic. I laid these. I they were the craziest long rows. They were like 400, 500 feet, <laughs> just straight rows. And I, yeah. at the time, I was like, "Cool, what does it matter? What does it matter if it's four hundred feet or twenty feet? You know, mm-hmm. I just didn't know." And then we were laying down netting for spacing. Yeah, I was. I had that Johnny uh, Jelly what I Jelly Pumpkin Jelly. Seed Planner, where it's a standard plant <laughs> one, and I literally had like this little pouch of seeds, <laughs> and I was hand planting everything with like this little PVC thing. It's called like a standard seed plant. plant. Yes, yeah, it's like a white PVC thing in the plastic. We were direct seeding in the plastic. I don't even think I was freaking watering them no. when, I, when I put them in. It was just, pu- it was literally pure luck that anything grew. When I look <laughs> yeah. back on it, and it was so funny because, you know, Shannon's saying that, and that's, and we didn't even like raise up the netting then. Yeah. We didn't even do that. No. The netting was on the ground. It's like, what a disaster <laughs> that was. How did we, sort of, how did we make it out of that? Yeah, how did but we? It's just, yeah. Sometimes you're doing something and somebody doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. And this goes both ways. It's just not Shannon helping me out, you know? But it's like sometimes somebody will walk by and just be like, well, why are you doing it like that? Why don't you just do it like yeah. this? And you're just sometimes you're just like, yeah, slap your forehead. Yeah. Aha moment. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, not like tiptoeing around the person, but I'm like, okay, how can I say this? I got better at being like, huh, maybe if we thought about it this way, but not in the moment. You know, sometimes it's like when everyone's involved in the moment, like maybe that's not the best. And Jed and I have done better at like carving out that time. Mm-hmm to what like what we call like bounce ideas off each other Mm -hmm. and for me like that's a way we're just like idea making and really it's a way where both of us can be like in him him for me too it's not all me to him and it's like hey why don't we do this differently bouquet making or why don't we get a cart with the supplies or you know so it's one of the worst things you can say to anybody is why are you doing it like that (laughs) in a moment where it's like completely stressful and that goes both ways yeah or why did you do this it's like well you know (laughs) I was really thinking about failing at this small part of the flower farm. <laughs> yeah, today. it's Thank just goodness. hindsight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, but it's frustrating like that because at the time you're like, of you're just trying to figure it out. You're just mm-hmm. trying to do your best. Yeah. And now it becomes now now we say things like a little nicer. Mm-hmm. It's like you come up later and be like, hey, you know, I saw you were doing it this way, but what do you think about this? Yeah. You know, it's not always what you say. It's like literally, it's how you say it. Yeah. It's like time timing and. Um, just the way you approach it. Yeah. And just getting better at that. Yes. And I think as we've become more comfortable in our farming selves and in farming and getting better at that over the years, we've developed more patience, right? With each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we've and we've felt more comfortable. So it's like there's less of those pinch points, those frustrating points mm-hmm. where we're not like feeling like, you know, when you first start, it's like so gritty and hard. And you're just like learning more what feels like more hard lessons than yeah. wins, you know. So it's like there are more frustrating moments. And, and I really feel like one of the big tips that goes with this number one is that learning not to communicate in a frustrated state. Yes. Yes. And like you, you're saying, when you're starting out, like we did the plastic culture starting mm-hmm. out and we, one year we didn't even use it and we went to another form because you get frustrated. You're like, yeah, it, it's 100%. Like you pick something and like flower farming is different than any other farming where it's like you have plastic culture, you have bare ground, you mm-hmm. have landscape fabric and whatever you pick, no matter what, how good you think you're doing, you 100% question if you're doing the wrong one. Yeah. And when you're doing plastic, you think fabric looks good. And when fabric looks at bare ground and they're like, <laughs> fabric's got to go, or, you know, they got it going on, you know, and I'm over here yeah. getting my butt kicked. And yeah. um, so it is, it's hard 
sometimes when you factor in all those things. And I think it gets easier mm-hmm. the more confident we get in what we're doing. Yes, I agree. But we also realized we got that way because we were listening to each other mm-hmm. and respecting each other. Yes, I agree. So not communicating out of frustration and just keeping the respect. I mean, at the end of the day, our marriage and our family is is always going to be first. You know, so 100%. it's always like communicating, ma- making sure like that mutual respect and communication is there, understanding the way that that person likes to be communicated with and then like speaking to them and and doing those like little love language things that is important to them is important as well. Look, if you have a bad day on the farm or a good day on the farm, mm-hmm. your kids are, and your family and even your spouse are going to need the same things. They're yeah. going to need the best version of yourself. And even you need the best version of yourself mm-hmm. and like getting, getting mad and, and getting angry about things to the point where it's like affecting other things is literally like, it's just like, doesn't do, it doesn't do any good mm-hmm. and it's not even worth it. It's just like, you know, trying to remain calm and just be like, Hey, this is just like a moment in time, you know, your kids are getting off the bus and you know, or whatever you go mm-hmm. in the house, your kid woke up from a nap, whatever, you know, they're still going to need the best version of yourself. Nothing is perfect, mm-hmm. but you know how you approach it every day is the best thing I can say. Yes, and you know, like I said, like we we commute from our barn and we walk down there and say we're mad at each other. We still got to talk about like dinner. This kid's got to get to this event, and yeah. you know we're I got to get groceries, and I you know we're a little behind the laundry. Floors need swept, whatever mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. we gotta we gotta keep working together. Yeah, I think it like in the words of it being like a true partnership mm-hmm. is that. Sometimes, and this goes for spouse, partner, farming partner, whatever mm-hmm. it is, but there's going to be times when maybe somebody has to give 70% and the other person gives 30 and that's like the yin and the yang of having 100%. a relationship and understanding that that's okay. Like this is not the fair game because it's not always going to be 100% fair. And Maybe there's going to be times where you feel like you're doing more and they're doing less, but I f- really do believe that, you know, we tell our kids that, hey, life, it's not always fair. And you're going to have to have that yin and yang. And I really, we believe that it always equals out. Yeah. So it being okay with that, you know, being out of balance sometimes. Can't be looking at your husband in his air conditioned cab tractor and being like, man, life is good for Judd. And, you know, and I can't, and I can't yeah. be going by you when you're in the studio, you know, working out a, a wedding proposal or, yeah. you know, doing today's Instagram post. And, yeah. and I'm, it's 90 degrees out. I'm like dripping in sweat. And yeah. I look in there and she's in the AC just tapping away. You have to respect what the other person's doing. Yes. And, you know, it's nothing's ever 100% fair. Mm-hmm. Nothing's ever perfect. It's not like, oh, Judd's fields are sparkling, but, uh, you know, Shannon's drowning in paperwork mm-hmm. and I'm just going to let her drown. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm like, what do I always say? I'm like your sous chef. Yeah. Or we're we're sous each chef. other's sous chefs. Yeah. You know, where it's like, <laughs> hey, like, tell me what I need to do to help you to get to where you need to be. Yeah. And I think that's like the best thing I can say is like mm-hmm. one day you're one day you're the boss. What's going on the next day? You're you're just. You're, you're like, just like all your employees, the worker like, bee. you know, yes. you're just a worker bee and you mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta be able to wear different hats. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I think that leads us into number two, which is a really important one. And this is like, the, and on this one, for example, this is something that really works for us. Mm-hmm. So on our farm, Judd and I kind of have like our separate zones of geniuses or like our, yeah. <laughs> our not silos. Silos makes it seem like there's no overlap, mm-hmm. but we generally have the things that each other are in charge of. Yeah. So, um, so those things like on our farm for, for that, is mostly Judd for field mm-hmm. operations, 
bed prep, weed management, pest management, irrigation, fertilizing, fertilizing, tractor work, transplanting, transplanting, farm clean. Yep. Yeah. Property management, all that kind of stuff. And there's so many like auxiliary things. Little things, yes. Um, Part-time delivery driver. Yeah, death by. It's like sometimes it's like death by a thousand paper cuts. Like mm-hmm. as the business owner, you're going to have those things. Like our roles are fluid. You know, they're mm-hmm. always changing, and mm-hmm. and so for me, it's more what I call like more front of the house stuff. So more finished product stuff. So worrying about harvest list, the end product, bouquets, wedding design work, more like customer facing, day to day management piece orders vendor mm-hmm. management that kind of stuff so so yeah we have a, a new forest this year on mm-hmm. our route yeah and when i deliver to her <laughs> she is like so you're the owner and i'm like yeah me and my wife are the owners and she goes but i don't talk to you about orders and i'm like no i don't, I don't handle that and she just couldn't believe it it wasn't as me as the boss, I'm not the one conversing with every customer. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, you know, as a, as a fellow small business, you know, I understand like, you know, you wear all the hats, but you know, we're fortunate enough now that, you know, we don't have to wear all the hats mm-hmm. with the employees and everything, but it was just interesting to me. And I kind of, at first I was like, you know, what's she saying? I, I'm not a good boss, but at the, no. you know, as I thought about it more, I was just like, mm-hmm. I guess in a way it's a compliment, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I took it as a compliment because you don't have to do everything. Mm -hmm. And I think when you first start out, you're naturally, if you're a small business owner, you're starting out at the, you want to start a flower farm. You're the kind of person who's like, I'm going to take it all on and I'm going to do it all. You know, Mm -hmm. as your business grows though, you just realize you just like, you literally can't can't do it all. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want that. Yeah. So. No, that's good. So like we kind of operate in our own silos and we still obviously have oversight over each other's things and we talk out everything, but the general day to day like management is kind of divided, divided into those two pieces. So I think something that's really important is letting people like for me, the front of the house makes more sense because I like talking to the customers. I have more computer background, more analysis type backgrounds, like more corporate, corporate type, you know, and Judd's more like enjoys and loves the physical labor. I do too. And we do that stuff. And just like he crosses over and like helps crop planning and do all of that stuff too. But so there is like a lot of crossover, but we really do. There's like certain things that we kind of run separately now. So if you are doing that in your farm, it's really important that you're trusting that person in their zone. Mm-hmm. Not that you guys can't talk through things, but you really have to not always constantly be questioning. Um, you can't be someone who like, oh, it's always like my way or the highway. Um, so that's what having a partner is. It's consulting them for things and being okay with that, that it's not always going to be what your idea is. Giving grace. When- yes. Even if it's something like Shannon's a spreadsheet, like she is literally one of the most organized people that I've ever met. And every once in a while, she makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. She'll just make mistakes, you know, and it's giving grace. And like even me, like, you know, I wasn't born laying plastic mulch with a tractor, (laughs) you know? And it's just like, she gave me 100% grace. One of the, I'll say, I got one more story here. Okay. Yeah, of course. So when we first started, and I've mentioned this before in the Dahlia Tuber thing. We spent, we had, we took some of our own money and we started a business. And one of our big expenses, we said, okay, we're going to buy 400 Dahlia Tubers. Mm-hmm. 
And it was a couple thousand dollars mm-hmm. that we spent on that. And that was a, that was for us. At, a big deal. At the time when we didn't even think we were going to sell a flower, that was like yeah, literally the craziest thing we could have ever done. So anyways, that first year, we dug our dahlias, we hosed them off, and we had an extra garage and the people did dog grooming. And that's where our studio is now. And they had like an insulated room in the back. And it was like, I was working UPS, waking up at like three o'clock in the morning. I did landscaping all day. And then I came home and was doing that. And it was like 10 o'clock. They said it was like a freeze warning. And I'm like, oh, you know, they're in this extra garage and there's insulation. And then every building has like a certain amount of insulation. And I'm like, Shannon's like, should we go get them? And I'm like, no, no, they're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Well, here, lo and behold, it got cold enough in there that we killed like 90, 95, pretty much all of them turned to like instant goo. Mm -hmm. And when I saw it and checked on it and I came and I told Shannon, she literally didn't say anything, which usually when you're married to somebody, when they don't say anything, (laughs) that's the worst thing. But I also appreciated it Mm -hmm. because she, like, that was her in her own way. Nothing I can say is going to make this better, but she gave me so much grace in that moment when we had nothing as a business Mm -hmm. and we literally wasted thousands of dollars, you know, which was tough. We had young kids, you know, Mm -hmm. we were just like trying to get ourselves established on a flower farm. Yeah. She gave me so much grace that that like motivates me to do better every day, even to this day, mm-hmm. I remember that feeling of grace that she gave me where I made a, a very big mistake at that moment. You know, now you look and it's like, Oh, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. But you know, at that moment I felt it, I felt it in my heart. And like the fact that she like gave me that grace, I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to spend time doing this, I'm going to like try to be the best I can at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to try. And you know, and it just kind of like lit a fire up in my butt. Mm-hmm. A do better for the farm and B do better for Shannon, mm-hmm. you know? So that yeah. was kind of, for me, that was yeah. a big moment. And I think when we make mistakes, because we all do, that we have to understand that we're going to give grace because you're going to get grace when everyone makes mistakes. And that is part of having a business. The Owning a business, I don't even care if it's not flower farming, mm-hmm. but entrepreneurship is mm-hmm. full of failure. And it's really how you react and how you learn from that that's going to make you a good business owner. And when people make mistakes, guess who feels the worst? That, that person. That person. 100%. Yeah. So, but, but it is. It's like yeah. that. It's like – I just feel like we – our society as a whole, I feel like we – people generally give less grace. And I feel like in the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks is driving around even. Like I've gotten honked at. And I'm like, dude, I don't drive like a grandpa. But I've gotten honked at. It's like – horns laid on by other people just driving cars where it's like I wasn't moving fast enough that they liked and it's like give each other if the world would be so much better if we just gave each other grace mm-hmm. you're going to get more Shannon or, that's one of her things she preaches is give the grace that you would want to receive yes and it's over time it's slowly mm-hmm. sunk into me and I try to do that and it's just like you get so much better out of the world yes. I truly believe it and yeah it's just like you're a better person for the world and you're going to get better out of Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even just like looking at your partner through those giving grace eyes mm-hmm. is really important, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you just, you want to be the person that gives grace in life. 
And I think when you have a partner, um, that is just so important because you're going to want to want their days going to come when you're going to want grace Mm -hmm. and you're going to want that back, that same respect back. So, Mm -hmm. so letting us work in our little zones of geniuses, Mm -hmm. but having that crossover is so important and not being critical of each other's roles. Yep. Is really important. Yeah, I could literally tell so many stories of like, you know, <laughs> Shannon is like, she organized all the finances for the for the house and everything like that. You ask me like, how much is in our account? I have no idea, and he, I'm okay with that. He doesn't even have a I bank have, log. I don't even care. I don't even check up on her. It's just like, you <laughs> yes. know, yeah. And we just have different roles in the family, and and it, everything works for us. We're mm-hmm. very happy. I don't know if it's 50, 50. I, I always say we give a hundred, 100 and we mm-hmm. get the best. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think it's going to look different for everybody. A hundred percent. You know, so it will be a kind of a process finding what works for you. What is your yin and yang? You know, today we're just kind of sharing what has worked from us for us over time. Some of the lessons learned. Um, but really like if you just come at it with that, everyone is just doing their best then I think that that'll go a long way. Okay. So number three, this is our third and what I think is the number one most important tip that we can give today. And this is why I think that Judd and I together succeed in flower farming, marriage, kids, mm-hmm. all of it is that we try. We do. And it's not, (laughs) it's not always picture perfect, but nothing, nothing nothing is. is. Yes. But I really do believe that even from the beginning on our very first date, we talked about, we wanting to have like little chickens or like a little hobby farm or what. Yeah. You were like, I want a chicken coop. I was like, I do too. (laughs) I think I like you. (laughs) That's that's my ice cream. (laughs) Close down an ice cream joint. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we've always, the one thing that we have always had is a shared vision for the future. And that is something that we 100% share. It Now, has that vision changed over time? Uh, of course. Yes, that is completely normal for it to change. We're just like, I think you have to be the person who can't be like, it can't be like, this is the vision. I want this, this, and this, and nothing nothing's going to change. It has mm-hmm. to be this or it's not going to be perfect. You, like if you farm, yeah, nothing is perfect ever. You have to roll with it. There's always the plan and then there's what happens. Yeah. And that's just everything. You just like, you have to have some roll with it. You got to keep moving. You got to work together. You yeah. got to constantly reassess. We constantly are reassessing. Yes. Pivoting. Pivoting and reassessing. What's this? What's yes. the best move? What's, you know, talk yeah. about everything. Yeah. And I think, you know, everyone has these like kind of internal laws that govern them too. Like for us, it's like every decision we run through, what are the most important things to us? Like what are, and that for us, it's our family. So every decision that we make for the farm is, is how is this impacting our family? Mm -hmm. How is this impacting our marriage, our life, our free time, you know, all of it, our balance in life. So, you know, we're always running it through that lens. Um, So as family, as being kind of like the number one the number one thing that we make decisions for and Mm -hmm. about. So we've always kind of wanted the same things. Yeah. We want to be available for our kids. Yes. Yeah. Present and available. Yes. And every business decision we make for the business, it is moving in that direction to become more available. How do we 
make it okay to be able to take, you know, vacations in the summer? And how do we make decisions to keep moving in that direction, which is so important. So I think I would really recommend that if you are doing this with a partner, spouse, another family member, is that you sit down and truly try. I mean, this is a fun conversation, like Mm -hmm. go to coffee or like do something fun or take, take, take some time away and really talk about like, what is the vision for our future? And then making sure that we share share in that vision is yeah. really important. Yeah. And like, I'm not just standing this because Shannon and I are here talking about this today. I genuinely love hanging out with Shannon. I mm-hmm. love working with her every day. Mm-hmm. We're, we li- like, we want to do things together. We want to live this life together. We like, we have these goals that makes us excited for waking up every day. It's like, not only just as a business, it's like personal ones. You know, our mm-hmm. relationship gets better and better, I feel like, every day. And with the kids and, the, you know, it's like all these visions that we try to, we're balancing. And we feel, like, really good about it. Like, mm-hmm. we, I always say, like, I just feel very fortunate to wake up every day. And we wake up at 5 every day. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, Shannon likes to hit the snooze button. But, mm-hmm. you know, generally, we're up at 5 every day. And we just, talk, we like drinking coffee and talking with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just talking about things, what's going on, what's the, it's like, it's this, this ever evolving thing, you know, where we're, we're present, but we're also looking forward to the future, but we're also being very mindful to be very grateful for where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you're finding that you're in, you're not having shared visions, mm-hmm. you know, you need to figure out either how can we get on the same page or how can we pivot so that we can get on the same page? Because there is literally, I can't even imagine nothing worse than working along somebody who has different goals in mind. So let's just say like, you know, hypothetically, this is, I'm kind of like free reading here. Mm-hmm. Like somebody is in a spot where it's like, they're maybe feeling like a little, um, not supported or the other person's not like interested in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think is a good way to kind of like pull them in in a positive way? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe the answer would be not pulling them in. Well, I think you like, know, you, it's not like a, hey, grab, grab a person's hand yeah. and pull them in, but it's like maybe like, you know, some encouraging yeah. and like, you yeah. know. But if somebody does not want to be a part of what it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, if they generally like that, that to me, that would be an instance of not having a shared vision. Mm-hmm. Then my my suggestion to you is be try to quit forcing it. But I mean, couldn't you like try to encourage somebody? Yeah, of course. I mean, of course, if they want to be encouraged. Say it's like 90-10 where like a person, like say you're in a a person who's in a relationship, you're like more all about the farm. Maybe they're kind of like, maybe like just riding on the tractor and tilling Mm -hmm. up the ground or whatever. You know, like trying to maybe just build on that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Letting them do the things that they want to do to assist and then maybe hope that that increases or, and I think part of it is just like setting our own expectations for that person. 100%. It's like, you know, like somebody somebody who maybe is very little interested maybe in what's going on now, but maybe just like, just build them up a little bit, like Mm -hmm. let, let it snowball in a positive way, you know, where somebody... You know, you don't have to jump right in and be 50-50 or 100-100, you know, where it's like this equal thing. It's just mm-hmm. like let it let it snowball in a positive manner mm-hmm. about and, you know, give them some positive feedback too. Yeah. I think that's important. Like yeah. Shannon and I would kind of like cheerlead each other and a, lo- and a lot of other things where we encourage people because everybody kind of has this natural thing where they're their own worst critic. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's nice just like get, hearing some positive feedback. Yeah. And just gassing the other person up in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, it's just, yeah, supporting one another Mm -hmm. in how, how each person wants to, 
we, what works for us is that we are doing this 100% together. Mm -hmm. And I think this is just like even talking about the kids and maybe one day we'll have an episode about how to have kids and flower farm and all Mm -hmm. that. But it's like, how do we make it fun for the kids? Mm -hmm. And this is the same thing that I think would go for someone who's maybe not that, how do I make their contribution fun and not like, oh, just another thing to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's just so much to figure out and what it looks like is going to be different for each person. And that's, you know, it's just coming together with that shared vision, that mutual respect, which is so important. Yeah. Maybe just kind of let the other person, everybody's got their own interest. Maybe just like take advantage of their interest and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and just give give some positive feedback to the other person. Just a little, little honey goes a long way and things. And like, you know, it's just like, it's like anything else. You just like encourage somebody encourage them in the best way possible instead of maybe cutting them down and maybe like, Oh, I don't know why, uh, you know, you did this instead of that. Just yeah. think about how you're, you know, just speaking to your, your spouse because yeah. it's like worst case, you know, worst case scenario, you're just going to learn how to talk to people better and it's only going to benefit you. It's going to benefit you with your customer interactions. Mm-hmm. And one day you have employees just like being cognitive about what you're saying. Like um, we use Yoder's produce supply. And when I go down there to pick things up, they have like this sign. It's a, there's only one sign I saw back there. And it just says, it's not what you say. It's how you make people feel. And that like, I saw that and I like snapped a picture of it. And I was like, one of my favorite things to say, it's like, people don't remember all the words you say, but they remember how you make them feel. And that is a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah. So. I agree. Okay. Do you think we covered it? I hope so. I, you know, <laughs> I think so. I think so. Hopefully, think so. there's you know someone's listening to this and they think mm-hmm. it encourages them. Yeah, I hope for anything we just kind of simplify it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. One doubt. One doubt. Be give, nice. Give grace. Give grace. Yeah. <laughs> give the grace you don't receive. Yes, we're all doing our best. Okay. Yep. Any last words, Judd? No, I think that's it. I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, I, not, I don't think I was shadow banned or anything from the podcast. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. But I, I'm, I'm glad to be back on and I appreciate uh, that the, there's some dirtbags out there that want to hear what I have to say. So yes. I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast every day, all the time. So thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Loved the episode. Gained so much knowledge and inspiration. Um, if you like what you're hearing, just make sure that you hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. That way you'll get a notification on Fridays when a new episode is available for you to listen to. Um, and obviously we love hearing from you over at the Dirt on Flowers or at dirt on flowers, excuse me, at Instagram. So we're sharing some day-to-day stuff, you know, obviously previewing the upcoming episodes over there. We're trying to have a lot of fun over there too. So um, make sure you follow us and like us over there. And then of course, thank you guys for being here. We love that we get to ride along with you while you're weed whacking, harvesting, Mm -hmm. doing all those fun things. So it's really just such a cool honor to be a part of that. So, okay guys, we'll see you at the same time, same place next week. Awesome. Take care guys. Bye.